Good morning, dreamers. It is December 18th, 2023. This is episode 19 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. A podcast for dreamers by a dreamer out there living my dream journey, trying to live my best life and share my experiences and thoughts along the way to anybody else out there who gives a shit. So... I am now back in Arizona. Yesterday, I pretty much traveled all day in Oregon. And I got to tell you, I made one of the dumbest travel decisions I have ever made in my life. You would think by now, as a comedian who's traveled a ton for gigs, that I would be smarter than this. But evidently, no, I am an idiot. And that dumb decision was... I got a electric rental car. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, you know, rental car or electric cars, they have a, a good distance now. I pretty much only have one big drive, which is I flew into the Portland airport, but I needed to drive down to Medford, Oregon. And that was just the most cost-effective way because all of the airports near or around Medford, the flights were a lot more expensive and the rental cars were a lot more expensive. So I figured, well, it's cheaper to fly into Portland and it's cheaper to rent a car in Portland and then I can just take a car, hop down to Medford. And then I thought, ooh, what might make it even more cheaper is that I didn't have to pay for gas. And when I went to the rental car page on Priceline or whatever, um, it like featured like, oh, you can rent an electric car. And the price was really cheap. I was like, $25 a day or something to get an electric car. And I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. I'll get like a Tesla. I'll be cruising in a Tesla through Oregon. I'll drive down to Medford. I'll find one of those Tesla fast chargers. No problem. This will be great. So I fly into Portland. I get to Hertz rental car. And it's not a Tesla. It's a Kia Niro, I think is what it was called. And I'm like, that's cool. But it was an SUV. And I'm like, oh, cool. SUV, that sounds fun. Uh, that single decision ended up causing so many problems yesterday. So the first thing that happens is I get into my Kia Niro. And it has a max mileage capacity of about 175 miles. So Portland to Medford, I think, was about 280 miles. So already I'm going, I'm going to have to charge this thing in route. That's annoying. But the Kia Nitro has one of the fast charger connections. And so I was thinking, oh, okay, well, I think those Tesla superchargers take like 20 minutes. So that won't be a big deal. I'll just find a fast charging station on the way to Medford. I'll drop off for 20 minutes, get a bite to eat, no big deal. Yeah, so the Tesla superchargers and every other superchargers are not the same thing. And I learned that when I dropped off in Eugene, Oregon, which is in the middle of Portland to uh, Medford. 
and I find a DC fast charging station and I plug it in and it says uh, it'll take about two and a half hours to get a full charge. That's a lot more than 20 minutes and I was not anticipating having to add a two and a half hour stop in between Portland and Medford. Now keep in mind, if I had just bought a good old fashioned car, first of all, I could have made it there on a half take of gas. But no, now I'm stopping off in Eugene, Oregon and waiting for this thing to charge. Luckily, I found a charger. The Mercedes-Benz dealership uh, had a uh, free um, fast charging station. Well, fast charge, you could park there, but you still had to pay for the electricity. So anyway, I stop in Eugene, Oregon. I go find a mall. I'm hanging around. I wait for my car to get charged. I come back and... It had charged me, it had done like a prepay of like $50. I see like, you have been $50 to charge my car? That's almost a tank of gas, depending on where you live. I'm going, okay, so not only is this not economical, as I thought that it would be a lot cheaper to pay for the charges, I'm now set back two and a half hours, and this is taking a lot longer than I thought it would. So then, after a full charge, I hop in my car, in my Kia, and it's like 170 miles again. And it occurred to me, I don't think I'm going to be able to even get to Medford on two full charges. And it just so, ha well, actually, no. So I had about 30 extra miles. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So I had about 30 extra miles between what it was telling me I had and what I needed to get to Medford. So I think it was like 150 miles to Medford and it was saying I have 180 miles of charge. So I'm like, cool. So I'm cruising down to Medford. I'm cruising down to Medford. And then I start to realize that the distance I have to go and the amount of miles that I have to do is the miles that I have in electric charge are depleting faster than the rate that I'm getting to Medford. So that 30-mile buffer zone starts shrinking to like 25 to 20 to 15 to where it gets to the point to where I'm trying to find a fast charger in Medford and I'm literally thinking that, my, that the car is going to die. I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm going to have the equivalent of running out of gas and I'm not even going to be able to get to Medford. And now I have been driving for like seven hours to get four hours away. This was all on Thursday, Thursday, the December 14th. Luckily, I literally pull into, I find another Mercedes-Benz dealership in Medford that has a DC fast charger. I roll in there with zero, literally zero miles left on my electric charge. I get to the DC fast charger. I pump it up to about 20 miles or whatever, and that gives me enough to get to my hotel. And it so happens that my hotel actually has electric chargers in their parking lot. However, they're slow chargers. But that's not a big deal for me because once I'm at my hotel, I didn't really need to go anywhere and I can just plug it in overnight. So I get to my hotel... I plug it in, and it's like seven hours to a full charge on the slow chargers. 
but that's not a big deal because now I'm at my hotel. I'm going to be there all weekend. So that's fine. So I plug it in the slow charger. I go into my hotel. So then the next decision that I make, which ended up being very problematic in the end was some of you who watch my comedy know that sometimes I incorporate piano and improvised music into my comedy sets where I will interview somebody in the audience and unbeknownst to them, I'm actually um, handcrafting an improvised song about them. So as I'm interviewing him, and it just sounds like whenever you would see a regular comedian do crowd work, you know, where you're from, what's your name, what do you do, are you married, how you've been together, how you meet, all of that, that sort of typical stuff. But then after that interview, I will then go to my keyboard and I'll improvise. I'll sing a song about them. And it's really fun. I love doing it. So I didn't travel with my keyboard to Oregon because it's so expensive to travel a keyboard. However, I have done this in the past to where if there's a guitar center in town, guitar center will rent keyboards. So it just so happened there was a guitar center three minutes away from my hotel and a and also where the venue was. So I called Guitar Center, said, hey, do you have any rental keyboards? And they said, yeah, it's like 120 bucks for the weekend. I'm like, perfect. So I happen to have a Kia SUV. So I hop up to the Guitar Center. I rent a keyboard. I go back to my hotel. No problem. I do the shows. Everything is great. I incorporate the keyboard. It was a big hit. The, the people that I improvise songs for just loved it. On Saturday night, there was a woman who was celebrating a birthday with her family, and I did a whole interview with her and her family, and then I improvised a song about them, and they just loved it. They had a great time. So here's the problem. I have to fly out of Portland. I have to be there at, I'm boarding at 4.30 p.m. Guitar Center doesn't open until 10 a.m. And I'm an electric car, which I have learned I can't get to Portland. Oh, yeah, I can't get to Portland. I have to I have to stop and charge at least once. However, just like when you get a rental car with gasoline, you also have to fill it up, which means I need to get to Eugene, recharge the entire car, which takes two, two and a half hours. And then I need to get to Portland and then I need to charge the whole car again. So another two and a half hours. Otherwise, they're going to charge me like they do with gasoline, a recharge fee, which was astronomical. Now, with the keyboard, I had to put down a deposit. And to get my deposit back, obviously, I had to return the keyboard without any damage. There's a problem here. When I start doing the math, if I wait until Guitar Center opens at 10 a.m., it's already a four-hour drive. That'll get me there at, if, if I had a gas car, like a smart person, that would get me to Portland by about 2 p.m. However, I have to stop in charge in the middle for two hours. That is going to put me at Portland about four, but then I have to also stop and charge again, or they're going to charge me an extra fee. And I was also worried because I almost didn't make it in the first place. I was just really, really nervous about trying to get to Portland with this electric car that I'd have to keep charging and get there in time. And I did not want to miss my flight. The problem is 
Guitar Center doesn't open until 10 a.m. and I have this keyboard that I need to return to them. So here's what I ended up doing. I go to Guitar Center before they open, a couple hours before they open. I take the keyboard. I kind of look around the facility a little bit. I'm like, is this a safe facility? The whole back area had barbed wire fence in the back. And I I drive around the back of this of the store and I don't see anybody. There's no homeless encampments. It's quiet. It's Medford. This seems like a quiet town. This doesn't seem like a high criminal area. I don't see anybody out on the streets. It's freezing out. It's really cold. My IKEA had, you know, uh uh frost all over the windows and stuff. So I'm going. Okay, I think if I just kind of hide this keyboard behind the guitar center (laughs) and then I'll just call them the minute they open and just say, hey, the keyboard's in the back. Sorry, I had to put it there. So that's what I do. So I drop the keyboard off at the guitar center behind it and then I'm making my drive to Portland to try to get there before my flight. At 10 a.m., I call Guitar Center, I let them know, and they are not really happy. They're kind of like, wait, what? Uh, But you you have to bring it in, and we have to to get your deposit back. We need to run the card again, and you need to sign a receipt and stuff. I'm just going, you know, I I get that, but I couldn't do that because I had to get to my flight, and I didn't have time, and you guys were going to be open in time. They're like, okay, well, let's we'll take your number and then I'm going to have to talk to my manager and find out what we're going to do. So they'll give you a call or whatever. And I'm like, okay. So I'm continuing my trek. I'm stopping off and charging. The first charging station I went to didn't work. (laughs) And I had to go find another charging station. All of this stuff. It's just one of those days where everything just keeps sort of piling up. Um, I get to the Portland airport. I drop off the Kia. I was able to get a full charge and I was there in plenty of time for my flight. And I called the guitar center again, and I'm just kind of getting a little bit of like, just, you know, just attitude. You know what I mean? You can just tell that they, they aren't really happy with me and they aren't really wanting to work with me and just kind of figure it out. Um, and the guy just said, yeah, you know, um, just the way that it was returned. Um, you know, we get a lot of homeless guys. It's like, first of all, here's what I did. So right next to the back door of the guitar center, there's an AC unit on the ground. And there were two, uh, like, wheeled trash bins, not like the big dumpsters, but uh, regular ones that you would see, like, on a suburb street that were totally empty. So what I did is I hid the keyboard behind the AC unit, and I took two trash cans, and I put it in front of them. So, like, if you were just driving through there, you wouldn't even see that there's a keyboard back there. And by the way, the keyboard was in this massive black hard plastic like tank case very well protected it's all you know black it's not anything that you know like if a homeless person came through there that's not what they're looking for like a big black plastic box you know what i mean it's not really even if somebody were to like even be rummaging around there and they would really have to be looking hard to even find it in the first place secondly to find it and know what it is and third find it know what it is and be in a position to either steal it or damage it plus i also bought 
insurance for it. So I was insured if there was any damage. So I'm just going, all right. You know, th this seems pretty low risk for me to leave it here behind a guitar center early on a Sunday morning where the whole back area is fenced off with barbed wire. There's like apartments on the other side. There's nobody out, you know, at that time in the morning. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. And from what I understand, they wouldn't tell me, the guy wouldn't tell me. I'm like, well, was the keyboard okay? He just said, well, you know, we get a lot of homeless guys rummaging through the garbage back there. I'm going, well, did they rummage through the keyboard or no? Or is the keyboard fine? You have your keyboard. You have everything. You aren't happy that I didn't follow your procedure, which, by the way, they never told me was the procedure. They never told me, well, you need to bring it in and we need to run your car to get your and you need to sign a receipt or whatever. They just said, well, just, you know, you have to return it without any damages. I returned it without any damages. All right. They got their keyboard back. Now I get it. They're frustrated that, you know, it didn't go the way that they expected it to go. But you want to know what? My day also didn't go the way it expected. I expected it to go because I didn't realize that Kias um, are not Teslas. <laughs> so anyway, it's like, I didn't have any other choice. I needed to get this keyboard back and I needed to get up to Portland or I was going to miss my flight and I'm dealing with this electric car. Now, again, I keep telling myself, if I had just rented a regular FN car that runs on gasoline, this whole trip would have been significantly easier and none of this would have happened because I had plenty of time from 10 a.m. to get up to Portland if I didn't have to stop and charge an electric vehicle for two hours, two different times, and none of this would have been a problem, but that's not how it happens. So, so they're, they're kind of just not really wanting to deal with me. And whoever I was talking to wasn't the manager anyways, like, yeah, well, we're going to have a manager call you back and we're going to just have to see uh, what we're going to have to do about that deposit. Cause we don't really have a way to get your deposit back. Uh, if we don't have the card present and cause you didn't sign a receipt and blah, blah, blah. I'm just going like, Oh, that's what it is. You're going to just try to keep my deposit because I wasn't there. And you don't like that you got your keyboard back in a in a manner that you don't approve of. Okay. Yeah, we'll see about that. So anyway, I get to Portland, get on my flight, I get home, you know, everything's fine. But I'll, I'll well, I still need to try to find a way to get that deposit back. What I'm thinking of doing is actually just going into my bank and disputing the charge and just disputing the charge for the amount of the deposit and just saying, yeah, this deposit wasn't returned to me because you can dispute and you can dispute a transaction, but you don't have to dispute the entire amount and it's all in the same transaction. So I might try that and see if I get my money back that way. But I'll tell you that that was a really, really dumb decision. So uh, the life lesson here is I think I mean, if I had flown into Medford <laughs> and got an electric car, then I think it everything would have been fine. But it was pretty dumb of me to rent an electric car when I also then had a four-hour drive from the airport to my actual venue. And that, my friends, I will never do again. But I don't know. You know, this is, I, I, I just think all of these experiences, this this is just what 
what life I think is. It's just having these journeys, trying stuff, trying to have a new experience, seeing how it pans out, learning, finding out what works, what doesn't work, realizing that, you know, sometimes I'm just an idiot and I don't think things through all the way and learning from that. And here I am, I survived. Maybe I lose, maybe I can't get my deposit back on a keyboard and I ended up spending about as much money on energy as I would have on gasoline anyway. And, but at the end end of the day, I had a great weekend, an incredible weekend in Medford, Oregon, uh, performing twice for the beautiful people there in Medford, Oregon at the Chadwick's uh, Bar and Grill. And I had so much fun. And, you know, this is a journey, friends. This life of going for dreams and trying to accomplish something, trying to have experiences and going for it. It's just not always, it's not always going to go the way that we think it is. And there's going to be disruptions and uh, setbacks and learning experiences on the journey. But, um, Let's not uh, let's not let those discourage us from moving forward with what it is that is calling to us in our hearts. So that is the podcast for today. This is December eighteenth, twenty twenty three, episode nineteen. Can you believe it? Nineteen episodes. Two more episodes. I hit that magic twenty one number, and twenty one episodes seems to be a significant milestone for um, podcasts percentage wise. So. I look forward to continuing to uh, document my journey, being a comedian, actor, dreamer out there in the world, just trying to make my way and hopefully I can share my journey with other people who are on a likewise journey and help inspire or at least be another voice out there encouraging you all to uh, go for what it is that is calling to you. And I wish you all of the luck in that journey and sending you so much love today on a Monday morning. And I will talk to you tomorrow.